March Madness is upon us. We've got special editions of Cutting Nets coming to you today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, this week, and next week. All those shows will be starting right at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We are going to get you set up for the college basketball slate ahead each and every day today. Games start at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern time. The last tip-off, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. 60-plus games tipping off across the nation today, fellas. 14 of the top 25 are in action. This is one of the like, kind of underrated sports days because everybody talks about next week because there's those 16 games from top to bottom, but this week, Thursday and Friday are really fun when almost everyone is in action. There are going to be 32 teams that are going to have punched their ticket by Sunday. So we'll know for sure 32 of the teams that are in the dance. Heck, we already know uh, Jacksonville State, Longwood, Delaware, Wright State, Loyola, Chicago, Bryant, Murray State, Colgate brushed those teeth, Chattanooga, South Dakota State, Georgia State, and Gonzaga. They are all in and now everyone else, their conference tournaments begin, continue on, and uh, a couple other that have just one more game left to go. But we are going to dive in. We're going to go Big Ten, ACC, Big East, Big 12, SEC, Pac-12. We're going to take a look at the top major conferences. We're going to see how the conference tournaments lie, and we're going to give you some thoughts. Remember, we're looking at Nitro Betting. That's the place we encourage you to go if you have any wagers to make, if you're looking for a new site. Nitro betting is based all around crypto. They give you tons of options to play. Beho, my friend, your team gets to kick back today, which is nice for you. But, man, there is so much going on. I'm pumped. My intro could have gone on for about five more minutes. It is. And, and you know, like I, I, I sat down yesterday and, and watched pretty much every single game I could possibly watch all day long. And there's some entertaining basketball out there. However, I've noticed a lot of people are confusing entertaining basketball with good basketball because there's been a lot of bad basketball played in very, very entertaining games. So, uh, you know, hopefully as as the week goes on, the basketball actually picks up a little bit and we keep the entertainment where it's at. Eric, man, I'm pumped. I'm pumped today. Uh, I know for someone like you, we got a lot of options, a lot of things to sink our teeth into, buddy. So, uh I'm sure you were up uh, doing a lot of uh, work and research the last few days. It's a fun time. Oh, I love this time of year. Uh, it's great. But, you know, one thing as gamblers, we need to make sure we do today on days like today is we don't want to overstretch. Yep. We got to make sure we are selective, try to play the good numbers, and not go reaching or chasing for plays. Yep, lots of ag- lots of games today, tomorrow, next week. Don't feel forced into anything. Remember, you're going to be – doing things twofold now in a lot of these tournaments and then, you know, conference tournaments and then the NCAA tournament next week, you're going to be playing these games based on their lines, spreads, things like that. And you're just picking who's going to win and move along. So twofold, you can play in multiple ways, but just don't get confused. Don't get caught up and don't feel forced. We are going to jump right into the big 10. And so we'll talk a little bit about how each of these brackets uh, are set up and how the tournaments lie. Beho, uh, the first of the big of the conferences that tip off today is the Big Ten, 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. We've got Indiana, Michigan. 
We've got the return of Juwan Howard, who missed the last five games after that incident there in the, the line with the, coaching, with the coaches afterwards and the handshake. Uh, he didn't like the fact that they, they were calling some timeouts late in the game. This is actually sort of like an NCAA tournament play-in game right now. Um, yep. Michigan has defeated Indy in nine straight games. If you look at the way the brackets are set up, on Bracket Matrix, which is one of the sites that I like to use because it shows you how all of the major publications have their brackets, not just one or two. So there's 132 of like the nationally posted brackets. brackets and Michigan yeah. is in 99.3% of those. Um, Indy is only in about 14.2%. So Indy would need this win and probably one or two other wins throughout this conference tournament to get themselves in. Beho, Michigan is probably in right now in most. So this win would help them a little bit. The number that we had this game at, it opened up around two and a half, 136 and a half. Any thoughts or plays here? Yeah, actually, I, I love this game. I, I think today is the day we find out Indiana is headed elsewhere and Michigan's headed to the big dance. I will take the Wolverines. I'll lay the three points. Indiana just hasn't impressed me much at all the last back half of the season. Uh, outside of home games, it's just not good. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go early on the Wolverines here and uh, hopefully get that one across so I can make a few more bets the rest of the day. Eric, the opener in the Big Ten today. Any opinion here? I'm a little disappointed that these teams are playing against each other. Um, when I look at the conference stuff, I look at teams that were had high that were projected to do well at the beginning of the year, yep. and then kind of failed for whatever reason to live up to expectations. Um, so I'm a little disappointed these two teams are playing against each other. I do feel though that Brian is on the right side because there is no Galloway and no Finisi for Indiana today, so that kind of hurts their guard depth. Um, I will say this because I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Whoever wins this game, I am taking against Illinois next round because they, both these teams do have some size to battle Kofi. So uh, that is Michigan, Indiana, as we move along to the second game in the Big Ten today. So Michigan, Indiana, winner of that game will play Illinois. Illinois already got their bye into Friday. They were the number one seed in the tournament then we'll have Northwestern versus Iowa. Iowa opened up in this game as a seven and a half point favorite over under in this game, 141 and a half. So you've got a, an Iowa team who's currently Beho, like in the six ish line. If the NCAA tournament were to start today in bracketology, Northwestern, they're trying to steal a bid and win the Big Ten tournament. Any thoughts on this one? Uh, not. Two heavy thoughts. I haven't. I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I haven't seen Iowa play a ton this year. I, when I have, I've been fairly impressed with them. They they've got a pretty decent team. If I had to make a play, I'm probably taking Iowa solely because they pummeled Northwestern recently by 21. So I mean, I don't know that you know I'm getting a 13 point discount off that win. So I, I would lean Iowa here, but but I've got nothing special for this one. Eric, uh, Northwestern, Iowa here. These two teams were the uh, the 5 and the 12 in the Big Ten this year. Well, first of all, has anyone done a wellness check on XFL gym after that heartbreaker last night? I know. That was bad. Dude, I mean, I had, Poor Jimmy. I had Nebraska money line, and that was brutal. That yeah, was, was absolutely brutal. Um, I don't know, man. Like, 
I, this is a pass for me. Who knows if Northwest is Northwestern going to come out, have a little momentum to start Iowa a little sloppy, maybe get a better number Iowa live, but I, I don't like either anything in this game. So this is a pass. Yeah. Me neither. No real play no real strong opinion here. Winner of this game. will move on to play the number four seeded Rutgers team in the big 10 tournament, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan in this game, uh, opened up at a three point favorite, 134 and a half. The total in this one. These two teams, Eric, just played on Sunday. So that's always intriguing. Michigan State won that game 77-67. They were at home there. It was sort of a weird game, though. They got up 18 to 1 in that game before Maryland even scored a field goal. And then Maryland came all the way back. I think they cut that game to like two late, but Michigan State was able to pull away. I have no real clue how to get a feel for this Michigan state team who had some good wins early, then some really bad losses in a bad stretch right now. They're in that number seven ish line. If uh, the NCAA tournament were to start today, do you have any opinion on this game? I actually locked this in yesterday at two and a half up of openers in another book. Um, I know like there's this whole narrative going around. Like it's hard to beat a team three times in a season I mean, actually, since going back to 2002, teams that are playing against each other for the third time, the team that won the first two is actually 52% against the spread. So that narrative is kind of out the window. You look at it, Michigan State has a huge coaching advantage. They have the front court advantage, and they have a depth advantage in the back court. Another thing is Michigan State is 79th in the nation in offensive rebounding. Maryland really struggles to rebound on the ball. Um, Michigan State's weakness is they do turn the ball over. Maryland is 313th in the nation in turning the ball over. And then if you look at this website, Synergy, Michigan State is in the 90, 92nd percentile defending the pick and roll. Maryland's all the way down in the bottom 16th percentile defending the pick and roll. So it's kind of – it's just a good matchup for them. Strength on, strength on weakness yeah. there. Yeah, for Michigan State there. So, uh, Biho, any opinion in this game, the third of four today in the Big Ten? Yeah, first, I'm glad Eric brought up the beat a team three times in a row thing. Uh, I actually saw something yesterday that was that only went back to 2010, and since then it's 71%. So, we're it's trending more towards – It's yeah. different in football. Football is that yeah. – like, we hear that in football because football – it's just different. You can be teams. Well, you hear it everywhere because of football. And it's like, it's not like yeah. that anywhere else. Like, no, it's you so know, different. if you've got the better two, if you got the better player or the two best players on the court, why are they going to get beat ever by the other yeah. team? Like, so, oh, you know, it's just. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, sometimes you're just a better team. Let's just yeah. call it what it is. Uh, you know, I think any team in the country could play Georgia three times right now. And I, I don't think Georgia five. could win. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm going to stay away from this game, but I will tell you, I will be pulling hard for Maryland, not because uh, Eric locked in Michigan State, but because Fats Russell is a name that belongs in the NCAA tournament, and I know they have to win it to do it, but I will be pulling for Fats Russell. I think think he's a baller. Um, Shame he's stuck up there on a team that probably won't make the tournament, but Man, I mean, doesn't it sound like a name that hits a buzzer beater and upsets yeah. somebody in the first round? Like they got this miracle run. So come on, fast, do it. It just um, this there's something really fishy about this line to me. I want to take Maryland. I really do. I'm gonna wait a little while and and maybe later in the day. I mean, just from a pure basketball standpoint, there's so little 
that actually can get me on the Maryland side. That's my only concern. But this line feels weird. I feel like this should be maybe closer to five or something with these two teams. It's just a little tricky to me. So I don't know. I might, I might jump in the other side, but I'm, I haven't yet. And I'm not positive. And just knowing Eric and how much I respect him, the fact that he jumped in the other way, like I agree with him. I couldn't, the reason why I haven't is just because there's so little for me on the Maryland side from a handicapping standpoint that can get me there. It's just a solely looking at the number thing that, that concerns me. Uh, final game today on the big 10 um, on the big 10 slate, Penn state, Ohio state, Ohio state opened up last night at a four and a half point favorite over under in this game, one thirty-two. So these two teams are the number six and the number 11 seeded team in the big 10 conference tournament, Ohio state right now, Eric, they are right around the six line. They're actually right next to my Trojans kind of where they would stack up in bracketology six ish maybe low seven seed. So important for them to try to continue to stack wins to move their uh, seeding Penn state. They need to win this tournament to get in. Yeah. I mean, I have no play here. I mean, it's no see yeah. what Penn state's going to do. They're going to try to grind their 350 was it 355th in the nation in pace. They're going to try to slow it down, make the game ugly, not let Ohio state get out and run. So I would play the under if I were to play anything, but it's just a pass for me. And uh, Beho, final game in the Big Ten today. Same here. Pass. So we'll see if Ohio State or uh, Ohio State wins. Winner of this game, they will go on to play Purdue, who's the number three seed there. Maryland, Michigan State, winner of that game, will go on to face Wisconsin in the Big Ten. And I think in the SEC, their top four seeds all were able to uh, to move along already on to Friday so they don't have to play today so they can kick their feet back and relax and just kind of hope for some chaos. That's the Big Ten. We'll check in again tomorrow with the Big Ten and see where things uh, lie after today's four games. We move from the Big Ten to the ACC. Got to say, this was one of the just of the, the major conferences that we were going to dive into. One of the weaker conferences this year. You know, you really have one solid, solid tournament team, and then you've got you know, three to four, even bubble teams, um, depending on how they do in this, in this conference tournament, Beho, let's start with obviously the, uh, the top seeded team in this conference and a team that I don't even think if they won this tournament, they'd be able to get a one seed. They feel pretty solidly in like the two spot. I think if they had a bad loss, you could maybe even put them in the three. So we're talking about Duke. They opened up this game against Syracuse as a 14-point favorite. They, I mean, the, the gambler in me would love to lean towards Syracuse and try to play Syracuse. We know that this is a team that they're well-coached. They overachieve in March a lot of times. We've seen bad Syracuse teams head into conference tournaments or NCAA tournaments and win. They, they, you know, defensively, scheme-wise, they'll throw some stuff at you that you may not see all the time. I think the big problem for them is the the, the Bayheim suspension. They're going to be without Buddy Bayheim, the leading scorer in the ACC, first team all-conference. He threw, like, a sort of cheap shot. Um, no, yes, it he, wasn't sort of. It was. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really it was bad. Cheap. Thank you. It was, it was just a, cha- a straight cheap shot here. And so – any to me at least any real chance they had of upsetting duke has has been removed with the fact that they weren't 
a great team to begin with. They were going to need their best players to have great games to beat a team like Duke and now being shorthanded. I just don't think they can move along here. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think they're done today. However, um, one thing that I really like, especially in these in these conference tournaments, is these teams that get a game under their belt and then mm-hmm. they play the next round and they're big-time underdogs. Like, yep. you know, Syracuse played probably as good a game as they could have played yesterday. They're fifth – I guess 14 and a half now. Now it's up to 15 in some spots. Yeah. It's up, it's up to 15. Good. I I would just even, I'd wait as long as possible to get the best number here. I'm going to take Syracuse and say that that zone is going to cause Duke to have to shoot from the outside. And we all know in these conference tournaments where these kids haven't shot the ball before, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to find, find your, your site. You know what I'm saying? So, it would not be. It would not surprise me at all if this game is close at the half. I think Duke will win the game, but I just I don't see a world where they're covering fifteen points. It still Syracuse. seems like a big number, Eric. Any thoughts on this one, yeah. Duke Syracuse? Um, I agree hundred percent with what Brian's saying. You know, we're at the point right now. I think from where it opened when I saw yesterday, it's moved like three points with the uh, Bayhine news. So it's kind of getting to the point where hey. You gotta you gotta bet Syracuse if you're gonna yeah. bet this at all. Mm-hmm. You look at how, what they did yesterday, like Brian said, best performance of the year. Held FSU to 32% from the floor, 8% behind the arc. And I'm gonna say it, I don't think this Duke team's that good. I think they're a little overvalued because it's I agree. last year yeah. and and name brand. Um, so this is a team I'm gonna be looking to fade. If the if this gets a couple a little more a couple more points higher, I'm going to be in on the cues, but I'm just in a holding pattern right now. I know it was just the one game, and and we, as a gambler, you don't want to always just go off of what you just saw, but it did tell me a little bit something about this team, how they showed up in that game for Coach K against North Carolina, and it's and not that I, I was not going to be surprised if they didn't cover that game, right, against someone, if they're a big favorite and they get a little bit too up emotionally we all talked about that that maybe it was going to be a lot early but they laid an egg late in that game like they did not really come back it really they really didn't have a whole lot of fight that you normally see from good teams when they're down they at least come back and punch you a couple times to see you know and to see if you're going to wobble I haven't been that high on this team from about the first few weeks of the year. And I think some of those early wins that they have are still kind of clouding us with them and the coach K last year stuff. So we've heard so much about Duke and we've seen the Duke this year. This may not be the game they lose. They may not lose in this conference tournament, but they are a team that I'm definitely going to be looking to attack early. Not maybe not first weekend, but I'm I'm going to be looking to try to fade them uh, throughout that, that, NCAA tournament at least next week we move along to uh, the next game the second of four on the ACC slate today we go Miami BC so Boston College has already won twice so far just to get here they're going to be playing for their third day in a row Eric Miami right now they can't afford a bad loss they are in I think just about 98% of the brackets that are out there. So they're a, a bubble team that's right on the cusp of making it. They'd love to string together a couple of victories here because if Miami were to win this game, they'd move on 
and they'd play the winner of Duke-Syracuse. So you'd think if Miami won this game and then beat Duke, they'd for sure be in, even if they didn't win the conference tournament. That'd give them another nice quad one win, another nice big victory. So can't afford a a cheapy loss here if you're Miami. I mean, you know, piggyback what Brian said at the beginning, bad basketball. Yeah, that was really awful by Wake last night in that quarter in Boston College. Um, I have no play here, but Leo – did send me a text message saying that he guarantees a Boston college victory. Oh, wow. I, I have no play, but Leo, Leo sent me a text saying he guarantees a, a BC victory here. Thanks Leo for uh, yeah. sending that to all of us. You jerk. Yeah. So Leo guaranteeing the BC victory. Um, did you lock it in, Eric? Did you? No. Um, I was going to say over their head. Yeah. They're the worst shooting team in the ACC from three. Um, you know, the way that you attack Miami, they really can't do it on the on the rebounding end. So for me, it's a pass. But, you know, I'm I'm ruining Leo home, but I, I have no no stake in the game. Uh, Biho, how about yourself? So one thing I'm going to look to attack here, because I don't have a play on the original line either, because, again, this is Boston College's third game in three days. This is Miami's first game of the tournament. So I like that second game against openers. That third game is where legs start to get a little tired. Especially three days in a row is hard, right? So You don't ever do that during the year. You might play a weird back-to-back or two different nights based on your schedule, but you'll never – play three days in a row like this and call me crazy but that's where i would favor teams like kentucky in the past doing that because they have a bunch of freshmen that just got out of aau ball where they were doing that as opposed to a a more veteran team who's three and four years removed from their aau playing you know five times a weekend kind of thing so i'm gonna this game and hope Boston College is fighting like hell in the first half and then hammer Miami in the second half. That is game two of four today in the ACC tournament. We move along to Notre Dame Va Tech. This game was about a pick 'em and it started to lean Notre Dame's way. They were in the one ish point favorite range when this opened up last night over under 130 and a half. So Right now, we've got Notre Dame in 97% of brackets. They're another one of these ACC teams that is sort of a bubble team right around there with uh, Miami, Virginia Tech. They would really need what looks like a conference win because they're only in about 3% of the brackets, just a few out there. Beho, do you have any opinion on this game today? So the winner of this game would play the winner of North Carolina, Virginia, which we're going to talk about next. Uh, the only opinion I have of this game is it's going to be visually unwatchable. So I'm not playing this game. Not going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, yeah. Eric, let's talk this game and then the other ACC final, uh, uh, the other ACC quarterfinal while we have you here. So Notre Dame, Vautech, any any plays here? I like Vautech. I think Notre Dame's a paper line. I don't think they're that good of a team. You look at shot quality, Virginia Tech is due for some three-point shooting, positive regression. Um I, I know they limped the finish last night. They won in a last-second shot. But I really like them here against Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's a little – just can't keep up with them offensively and just not that good of a team. And I I just like Vatek here. Um, in terms of the other game, 
this game opened up at three and a half. Virginia getting three and a half. Um, it's all the way up to four and a half on the on the books I have. If this gets to five and five and a half, I'm on Virginia. I know. Um, you you look wait at a little while if you're on the Virginia side. You know what you're going to get with Virginia a lot of the time, yeah. right? Like they're going to. Tr- this is that's the more points you can get with a team like them in North Carolina. They're the most valued they've been all year right now, coming yeah. off that Duke win. Yeah, and if you look at the sh- just the pure shooting percentages. The teams are basically even, but you know North Carolina and Pace like gets to likes to get up and down the floor, push the pray, pace, get involved in their offense earlier in the shot clock. Virginia tends to grind it down, and we also have to remember this UNC team; they're not that good rebounding, and they don't have any depth. I mean, if one of their big guys or actually anyone gets in foul trouble, they're really going to be lacking. So this is another team I'm looking to fade. So if this gets up or five, five and a half. I'm in in on Virginia, but I'm just just waiting for right now. B, how did you have any uh, opinions in the final quarterfinal here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like North Carolina here. Uh, I locked it in at four. Uh, I think Baycott's the the guy that's going to change this game. I, I don't know that Virginia has somebody that can handle him down low. Uh, but it, again, as Eric said, couple fouls here, couple fouls there. I'm in big big trouble. So you know. Tread lightly on this game if you want to play it. Just the way that I have attacked North Carolina this year and would moving forward, they're not the type of team I'd want to lay big numbers with ever. They're not that good. They're not that trustworthy. But they do have some talent. They're inconsistent. They could play up like we saw them against Duke as maybe an underdog or beat a team in a one-game situation that might be a little better than them. I don't know if they can win three or four games in a row against good teams, but What's nice for them is they are, I think, one of the last two or three teams in right now that's in 100% of the brackets. They're in like the nine-ish line, um, and they did beat Virginia 74-58 on January the 8th. They have won five in a row. Now, the the number, as Eric said, if this thing creeps up to around five, I jump on Virginia. But just looking at the way the bracket shapes up, it's a, it's a pretty good layout for North Carolina because they've got a Virginia team here. Then they play the winner of Vautech Notre Dame, which Eric was saying too, like, I don't think Notre Dame's that good. Virginia Tech's not that great either. So that could give North Carolina a couple games where, you know, they're definitely the favorite and the more likely winner in those games to get themselves to the AC ACC tournament. So um, also, do you guys, do you guys think Virginia, I mean, Virginia's not in right now, right? I mean, no. you all don't think they're in. So, no. I mean, like they, they have to win today yeah. to get in, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this ACC, if things broke poorly for them, like if Miami lost today to BC, like if Notre Dame lost to Virginia well, Tech, and if North Carolina, or like if, if North Carolina lost to Virginia and then Virginia came back and lost their next game, all of those teams would be in some trouble. Like they would be like right on the cusp of not getting in. And if other teams and conferences had bid stealers, they would be sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. So we've said this has not been the strongest conference all year long. The ACC we'll see what happens. And uh, we'll talk more about their semifinal round tomorrow. We move along to the big East and Eric, we'll kick off here with you in the big East. I got to say, when you think about the conference tournaments, this is the one that jumps out to me the most because I think we Saturday night, Madison Square Garden, you know, you, you, 
all the the history with the Big East. This one generally has had some pretty crazy, fun, cool stuff. Think of UConn in years past. It was Syracuse, Villanova, all sorts of uh, of fun Georgetown stuff. Providence, number one seed this year. They're going to be taking on Butler. Providence is a number four seed right now overall in bracketology if the uh, NCAA tournament were to start today. But they're a, one of these teams where I'm going to be fading them come come uh, next week because they got the number one seed basically because three of their games got canceled this year. They didn't have to play games at Creighton against U- UConn or at Seton Hall. Those are three tournament games, three teams that are in the NCAA tournament that they didn't have to play, two on the road. They could have easily lost all three of those games or at least two of them, and then things change a bit. So Providence... They opened up last night as an eight-point favorite here against Butler over under in this game, 128 and a half. Um, Eric, you were on Butler last night, right? And you got a little nervous because I was, when I'll, they went to overtime, you were basically counting that as a loss. Sometimes you have to be lucky, and I'll be the first one to admit, I was lucky as F hitting Butler plus the points, the money line. I mean, <laughs> you worked at that game yesterday. Xavier is a 70% three-throw shooting team. They shot 45% from, from free throw. They couldn't make one to close the game. Um, they're up by two. They follow a 90% three throw shooter because the guy, the six-year senior, didn't know what the score was. Look, I hit a lotto ticket last night. I'm I'm not touching this game at all. So I'm, I'm just completely sitting up. How about you, Biho, in the uh, Big East kicking things off? Yeah, I'm passing here as well. Providence. Butler, winner of this game, will move on to play Creighton Marquette. Marquette opened up as a three-point favorite uh, last night over-under in this game, 142.5. Now, these two teams played a double overtime game earlier this year, um, and they played a – they also played a one-point game. So they played in two tight games. Marquette is in 100% of the brackets. They are one of the last – four or five teams in. This is a very important game for both of these two teams who are trying to get into the NCAA tournament. Biho, any opinion here of the four or five in the Big East tournament? Uh, yeah, you know, again, I'm not going to bet this game, but obviously I'm a Shaka fan. So let's let's go Marquette. Let's get this thing done today. Move on to the next one. Eric, uh, Creighton, Marquette. Sit out for me. I think this is the game where we really see how Nebhard's injury is going to affect Creighton. The way to beat Marquette is on the glass, and Creighton's not that good of a rebounding team. Marquette's a dangerous team. They got arguably the best player in the big in the Big East. Man, they could easily make a run and win this thing. So uh, this will be a team I'll be looking to back later in the tournament. But today it's a pure pass for me. Marquette and uh, Creighton's winner. They'll go on and play the winner of Providence Butler. On the bottom side of the bracket in the Big East, we've got the number two seeded Villanova. Uh, Villanova is actually like a two spot. They are the last of the number two seeds right now in the brackets. If they were uh, if they were to be drawn today, they're going to be playing a St. John's team. St. John's likes to get feisty come tournament time. They like to see if they can make a run. Do they have a chance here? Beho, or is it all about this Villanova team who's kind of quietly been pretty tested? I think this game opened up around a six-point number with Villanova as a favorite, and the the total was right around 150. Yeah, I'm not going to lay the points today just just because I got Villanova on a a futures ticket to win the 
win this conference tournament at plus 160. So I, I'm going to sit and watch this one and hope to God they can fight off a pretty tough, scrappy little St. John's team. In the final game oh, today. Oh, go ahead. I got St. John's. I got St. John's today. Oh, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I got St. John's today. You look at it. St. John's is third in the nation in pace. Nova's bottom 30. So I think they're going to look to push the pace, make Villanova uncomfortable. Um, Johnny's right now per Ken Palm, 76 most effective team on the offensive side, 75th most effective team in the defense. They're going to pick um, Nova up full court. Uh, they're averaging 80 point, almost 80 points per game. They're moving the ball well, almost 20 per assists per game. This is a big number for how good they are offensively. I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but to stay within the six, I like it. So I locked it in at six. That was the number Eric got six there. Uh, Eric, while we've got you, let's finish off in the Big East. We've got UConn, who is the number three seed in the Big East, taking on Seton Hall. So right now, both of these teams are projected in 100% of brackets. UConn is on the five line. Uh, most brackets that you'd look at, Seton Hall, they would be like a seven or eight seed today if the tournament were to start. So Seton Hall can't really afford a bad loss. This really wouldn't be a bad loss for them. They just really don't blown out and hope things go crazy. And UConn, they're nicely in that five range. Uh, any opinion as far as the game and the number today? It's simple for me. Richmond hurt his, his thumb last night. He didn't play the second half again in the Georgetown game. If Richmond is a go, I'll be on CN Hall, but I can't do anything until I know the information. Let's finish up the Big East right now. This game is around a four-point number or so with UConn as the favorite. Yeah, so Eric just hit the nail on the head. When I looked at this stuff yesterday, I, I was Seton Hall money line, Seton Hall and taking the points, and now this guy, you know, Richmond's hurt. So we'll wait and see what we hear about that. And if he's a go, I'm in. If he's not, I'm probably just sitting out. That is in the Big East. We will move along as we continue along with the, the big conference tournaments. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. And uh, just to remind everyone, if, you, if you're someone who maybe you haven't paid attention to college basketball all throughout the year, this is perfect. This is what we're going to be helping with you, helping you with over the next couple of weeks. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll tell you everything that's happening in these conference tournaments. You'll get an idea of how teams are playing along the way. And then next week, we'll get you all set up with bracket breakdowns on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll be giving you uh, coverage early in the morning of what the games look like, teams that we're going to be betting, any upsets that we might have. So we will really help you out. If you haven't been paying attention, don't worry. That's how a lot of people are out there that just – really don't get the chance to watch a whole ton of college basketball until these couple of weeks with conference tournament and with uh, with the NCAA tournament. So all the March Madness, we're going to help you out as we dive on into the Big 12. Beho, your favorite conference, man. Are you just sitting this one out completely right here? So not watching any Big 12 games whatsoever. But uh, we do have our quarterfinal matchups today. They begin with Texas and with TCU, Texas won both times these two teams played earlier in the year. TCU, they snagged a couple late wins uh, in the season that really helped put them back in as one of the last teams in the tournament. I think they're one of the final few teams to make it in right now. They beat Texas Tech and they beat Kansas down the stretch. So those two wins really helped them. Texas is like a number five seed right now. Uh, they're they're a four seed in the Big 12 tournament, but they would be a five seed in the big dance. TCU would be probably on the nine line as one of those last few teams in. So 
I've been sort of anti-Texas a lot of this year. They they opened up last night as a five-and-a-half-point favorite in this game, 125-and-a-half the over-under. I can't really get a good feel. I might lean TCU at the number. I, I probably think Texas wins, but do you have any opinion here on this one, Biho? <laughs> I played one of these games. I'll let you guess which one. This ain't it. Okay, Eric, TCU, Texas. This is a pass for me. I play under, but I don't trust either one of these teams offensively at all. So the winner of that 4-5 game will go on and play the winner of the Kansas-West Virginia game. Kansas, uh, 8.5 point favorite here, over under 147.5. How about this uh, West Virginia team this year, Beho? They started 11-1, since then 5-15. and Kansas won both times these two teams locked up. Kansas right now... If the brackets were to be drawn today, they would be on the top of the two seed line. So if Kansas were to win the conference tournament, they might be able to jump themselves up into a one spot here. Beho, any opinions in this game? <laughs> yeah, of course. And Leo, with that comment, has it all wrong. Because if he pays attention to this show, you know what I do. I bet Kansas and fade West Virginia. So, yeah, guess what? That's what I'm doing today. I'm betting Kansas. I'm fading West Virginia. Here is your prime example of beating a team three times in the season. It's not going to be very hard because guess what? Kansas is just way better than West Virginia. We So, Kansas-West Virginia winner of that matchup will go on to face Texas TCU's winner. Baylor, who is currently a, a number one seed in most brackets, they will be playing against Oklahoma. Baylor is an eight and a half point favorite in this game over under 135 and a half. Baylor beat Oklahoma twice this year. Oklahoma, they're in just 6% of brackets, Eric. So Oklahoma, what's nice about where Oklahoma is in the Big 12, they have the opportunity for some really good wins to stack them up, right? They could stack a win against Baylor. They could stack a win against Texas Tech and then Kansas. I mean, that would be three very nice wins to add to the resume. Heck, if they got two of them, that'd probably put them in right on, on real serious bubble consideration. Does Oklahoma have a shot to win or to cover in this game today? I like Oklahoma here. A um, couple factors. A, they've won three in a row, coming in hot. Two, um, they are, per shot quality, one of the better two-point shooting percentage field goals in the country, especially in the interior. And that's the weakness of the Baylor defense the interior defense so it's kind of it's a matchup thing also let's look at porter, porter moser the coach for oklahoma i mean this is what he does he takes a team that's a little lacking in talent makes them over overachieve great tournament history in a one-and-done situation this is a guy i like to bat i just think it's a great matchup i have oklahoma at i got my plus eight i also sprinkled a little bit at the plus 305 just because incentive matchup wise this is it for them so i like them a lot yeah, makes a lot of sense. Baylor Baylor might be able to lose. I mean, I don't know about even this game, but they, they're pretty solidly in that that one line right now. Um, so they're in a good spot. Beho, Baylor, Oklahoma, any opinion on this one? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to play it, but, you know, if, if Eric's right and Oklahoma beats Baylor, I don't know how Baylor is a one. I, I, think, I think their seeding could fall a lot more than you think. Well, if, it, if it, it, it all depends if on it everyone chalks else. out everywhere else, you know, yeah, if it chalks so, out everywhere else. Cause it, and for them teams like, you know, Kentucky, 
or even a team like Purdue, you know, if they were to win there, they, they have the opportunity to maybe jump up a line or two. So yeah. I've got a question too. Since these seedings that people are putting out and like, Oh, this team's a one, one that has stuck out to me for a little bit is, is this Kansas team being just locked into a number one right now? I don't think they are. I don't Kentucky's yeah. on the two line and Kentucky went to the fog and just smoked them. Their resumes are eerily similar and Kentucky beat them head to head on the road. You think that would flip flop, but I, you know, what do I know? Yeah, I don't. And for Kentucky, what's, what's hurt them is just a couple of the losses when they had missing some the of injuries, their yeah. player, the injuries to keep it, to keep them from a one. But I agree. I don't Kansas. They'd have to win this conference tournament for me to be a one and if they win the conference tournament then and they stack wins against but even those wins that you'd look at them right like Baylor's probably going to have a couple tougher games if Baylor has to go Texas Tech and then Kansas and even Oklahoma Texas Tech Kansas that seems a lot tougher than for Kansas just having to go West Virginia winner of TCU Texas right those games don't seem nearly as difficult so I agree with you as far as resume and what they've done Eric go ahead one thing to monitor with the whole Kansas thing is I know Will Wade is getting a lot of the publicity right now with the whole wire tampering. Is he going to coach they're, or they're is he going to coach? Well. But they're in that as well. So that's a whole different issue off the court that could play a factor. I mean, in terms of one seeds, I I mean, I have Kansas on the two line. I don't think they're a one seed. I think between um, Auburn and Kentucky, whoever wins the SEC tournament, they're the one, the other one's the two. Gonzaga's the one, and the third one, you know, you know, the other ones I feel are kind of up for grabs with the conference tournaments. I, I mean, that that's how I feel that the only givens are right now. Let's get to the final quarterfinal matchup um, in the Big 12. What I love about the Big 12 tournament, so this is the Big 12 tournament with nine teams because <laughs> Oklahoma State couldn't play in the tournament because of uh, their postseason ban. It's a big 12 that's actually got 10 teams, but only nine in the conference tournament. Just so beautifully named. Um, <laughs> Texas Tech, Iowa State to close it out. Now, it's really funny that Iowa State has those nine quad one wins. Like, what do you do with a team like that who has so many good wins, but also just crazy losses? So like, they can, losses. <laughs> they've got so many bad losses, too. Um they are like a number eight-ish seed right now. They look like they're one of the last five to six teams in. Texas Tech is a number three seed. These two teams split the two games they played this year. Yeah, only a league that is called the Big 12 that only has 10 teams and only <laughs> plays nine in the tournament <laughs> would have a regular season as ridiculous as this one's been. It was. It, it and was solely why I faded it, like, I, I just can't play the conference because, like, it, none of it makes sense. It's like everything I know. You, you know, in horse racing, there's always that one track that just – it's it's the track you can't win at like every gambler has one and it makes no sense because it goes against everything that you have success everywhere else in you use the same thing there and get blasted so no pass here big 12 you're done and and sort eric and sort of what Beho said that's the reason why i played iowa state plus the eight in here um just because chaos 
in this conference a lot. And Iowa State is so inconsistent. They're not a team who I'd want to bet a future on because I don't know if they could string two really good games together. But they're a team in a one-game situation. If you're giving me a decent amount of points, I think I'm, I would probably take Iowa State a lot of the time because I know their ceiling is really high. Their floor is super low too but that's the kind of team as a dog i don't mind playing did you lock anything in in here this texas tech iowa state game i think the over under in this game opened up last night at 125 and a half i would lean um iowa state uh texas tech is great against the spread at home neutral games and on the road they really struggle especially when they're laying the points i'd lean I'd lean Iowa State, but I didn't I didn't lock anything in. That game's later tonight, so you have plenty of time. That game is gonna go at uh what I think uh eight like thirty. Yeah, like, like nine thirty. Much, much later tonight. Like situation 10 20 p.m. But yeah, yeah. So we have our final two conferences to get uh into. Thanks again so much for hanging out with us, folks. We'll be here with you all weekend long, Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning to get you set up. I know our buddy Leo is watching. Leo, let me know if you can hang out with us tomorrow morning and if you can come join us because I think Eric um, Eric won't be able to join us tomorrow. So, Leo, if you want to hang out with me and Biho tomorrow morning. Yeah, he I said know- he would. He- he told me this morning he would. So we'll yeah, you told me he was going to be in. The only reason why I made sure I wanted to run it by you first, Biho, to see so you could get ex- you could make the executive decision on that. I didn't want I didn't oh, want Leo. I love Leo. I know. Yeah, I just Leo's wanted to make- Don't do that to me. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit. So, Leo, we uh, we want you to join us tomorrow, buddy, and hang out with us tomorrow and see if you can keep swinging a hot stick. Leo's been having a good week. Um, I had a, he had a good day yesterday, too. So, uh, hopefully, he can continue rolling that along. SEC. Beho, it's kind of cool uh, the, way it lay, it, the way it plays out for your Kentucky team. You get to kick back and just – watch the the vandy alabama game and uh you'll play the winner there but but that's going to be the late game today in the sec let's start with the early game in the sec which goes heck not even not that long in just uh, about an hour or so florida opened up as a two-point favorite over under in the game was 134 and a half florida down the stretch they uh you know they hurt themselves a little bit they're only in about four percent of brackets right now florida and, te- and uh, the winner of this game will play Auburn. So this is the 8-9 matchup in the SEC. Texas, uh, Texas A&M won by one when these two teams played back in mid-February. Texas A&M has quietly been playing pretty well, actually. They won four in a row to finish the regular season. Florida A&M, any thoughts on this one, Biho? Yeah, um, uh, of course. This is the SEC. This is the conference that you know, and I'm sure everybody else knows that I, I watch the most. Um, this is a very interesting game to me because, you know, just thinking about it, like Florida probably has the better players, but, uh, you know, at the top. Like, uh, I think yes. the, the best player on the court's probably, you know, the cast of kid out of Florida. They have to be the guard. Yeah. Uh, but AM, man, they just like to muck everything up, and, and games with them are typically very physical. And, and just this is a noon start time, these teams aren't used to playing in the middle of the week at noon. I, the way Texas AM likes to muck games up, I'm gonna take the under 134 and a half and sit there and just cheer for uh, you know, them not being neither team being really fired up and 
on a roll early. Eric, uh, eight nines in the SEC here, Florida A&M. I locked in Florida minus two. Um, when I have two teams that I look at are pretty evenly matched, I look at three throw shooting. You have Florida – no, sorry, Texas A&M is 267th nationally shooting three throws. Close games usually come down to that. Florida has the best player, like Brian said, on the court in Castle. And I really don't know from Texas A&M who's going to be able to guard him and keep him in check. Also, um, I don't like Buzz. I don't like Buzz. <laughs> I don't think anybody area. likes Buzz. Um, the nightmares that I hear about him – I just I can't have anything to do with this Texas A&M team. I took Florida minus the two, and I mean, also this game is being played in Tampa. You have to figure there'll be a little bit of a home court advantage being close to uh, Gainesville. Yeah. Winner of this game goes on to play Auburn tomorrow in the quarterfinal at uh, at noon Eastern time. Below that, we've got Missouri LSU. Missouri was the twelve in the SEC. LSU. They were the five. LSU opened up last night as an 11-point favorite here over under 133.5. Gosh, I just don't like this LSU team. Um, at, at like a big number like that, do they win this game? Probably. And maybe they cover here. The winner of this game will go on to play Arkansas. LSU is currently on the sixth line in the NCAA tournament. They did beat Missouri by 20 on February the 26th. LSU was 15 and one at one point this year. Since then, they've gone six and nine. I, you know, they've lost to some good teams, but they were very overhyped and overrated early on. Eric, is this a number that you jump in on with Mizzou? You played Mizzou a couple times this year. I, I have, but I look at it like this: there's this is on, a big man. number for a Come team on, that has a bad offense in LSU. This is a bad number for a team that has a bad offense to cover in Missouri. I have a lot of action out here today. I really want to take the fighting Conzo Martins, but I'm just passing. This is a sit, sit out for me. Look, let trying. me ask you this. Is this a game you would consider playing if your early bets are on fire? Would you fire late at this game since it's a later tip-off or not? Oh, yeah. Like I guess if, it's only two. Yeah. Like if I'm doing good, I would definitely – Let's put it this way. If I didn't have as many, this was the first bet I didn't lock in because I don't like to yeah. overextend myself. Yep. So this is the first one that didn't make the cut. This Missouri team, they fight their asses off. You have the off-court stuff going yeah. on with Wade. We don't even know. There's a report out that Wade may not even be there. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely if you're going to play it, you take Missouri. Brian and I have been harping on it for, what, two months now? This LSU team <laughs> insanely overrated. And it shows with the stat Gino just read. So it's Missouri or nothing in my eyes. And now yeah, I, even up more, it's up to 11 and a half now. I'm, I'm, I already, now I'm, I just right now, as we were talking, went and punched. And once I saw it clicking up to 11 and a half to where I could get 12, I just, LS, if Good. LSU covers and wins this game with everything going on, great. They beat me, but that's just seems way too big I, of a number. Yeah. Gino, and another thing too, it's similar to what I said about the Syracuse game. You know, again, Van, or uh, Mizzou played yesterday. They've been in the building. Yep. They they've got their sights set in. LSU doesn't. Um, you know, I, again, and I LSU. just don't like LSU that much. Like no, and, and Mizzou isn't really as bad. Like again, 
you know, they're not Iowa State because they don't have nine quad one wins, but they're kind of like that is in they'll they'll jump up and 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 maybe beat LSU and then yep. lose by 30 the next game. So yep. I, you know, I don't know, but an 11 point spread, 11 and a half now, maybe it'll get up to 12 by tip off. Hell, you know, the more it ticks up, just buy back in. It's Mizzou all LSU night. probably looks in and goes, Yeah, we're gonna beat Missouri, and then we play Arkansas. Arkansas just beat us that, that really tight game down the stretch. They think they're probably looking ahead, wanting to get some revenge here. You take Mizzou a little bit light, they kind of punch you in the mouth early, and then all of a sudden you're sort of struggling to try to cover this game. Yeah, I'm on the Mizzou side here, locked in the, the plus 11 and a half. Two more games in the SEC to discuss. So Mizzou. LSU, their winner will go and play Arkansas. We then got Mississippi State and South Carolina. Eric, this game opened up with Mississippi State as a four-point favorite. 137.5 was the total here. They split their meetings this year, and it looks like both of these teams would need to win this conference tournament in order to get in. Neither of them is really on the bubble. No play. I mean, Mississippi State's a train wreck away from home. Distinctive advantage on the glass. Uh, I just don't trust the South Carolina team either away from home. So no play for me. Weho 10-7 in the SEC. Anything here? Nope. Still, I'm like Eric. Uh, I'm staying away from this one. Nothing for you there, Beho. But while we do have you, let's talk about the final game in the SEC. We uh, briefly discussed this one earlier. Alabama, a five-and-a-half point favorite over under 147-and-a-half. They're going to be playing Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. As the 11 seed, they beat Georgia, the 14 seed, in order to get to this game. And then the winner of Vanderbilt, Alabama, will play your Kentucky team tomorrow night in the final of four quarterfinal matchups on Friday. So um, do you have a play in this game? And then just sort of like as a Kentucky fan, you know, who would you want to play? Oh, do I have a play, Gino? Um, absolutely, I've got to play here. As a Kentucky fan, I don't care. We're better than both these teams. I, it doesn't matter. I, I don't try to pick out opponents. That's how you end up getting beat. Um, yep, you're right. So whoever's in front of us will play and, and go from there. Um, I'm taking Vandy here. And I'm not just taking Vandy in the points. I'm taking Vandy in the money line. I'm going to sprinkle a little on that because, again, Vandy played last night. They, If you want to call what they had to do, play Georgia. So bad. Like, I, I can't even Bob Crean still got a job to, as as we're cutting this show. But Bama, again, being, what are they going to do? They're going to shoot a ton of threes. And, again, new building, different atmosphere. It went at first. They may fall early in this game. I don't know if they've got the firepower to come back. So, I like the way Vandy's playing again. I'm going – you're giving me points. and I've, I know I've got the best player on the floor with, with Scotty Pippen Jr. Yeah, five and a half, six. I'm also on the Vandy side here. Uh, Vandy, uh, they played a close game against Alabama earlier in the year. Eric, Bama, I think, won by two when they played at Vandy on February the 22nd. Did you have any play here for the final of the, uh, the SEC second round today? Um. When everyone talks about injuries and everything, we need to remember that for Vandy, this is going to be only the fourth time all year that they're going to have a full roster. I like this team a lot. And like I said, this is the team I kind of look for, a team that I was high on for whatever reason, injuries with them, underachieved a little bit. Brian hit on the head. They have the best player on the court, Scotty Pippen Jr. You look at their shooting percentages, basically even. 
you know, so you're giving me a team where they're basically even shooting that's played a game in the building before and I'm getting points. And per shot, per shot quality, this Vanderbilt team, they're due for some positive shot regression, especially from three. I locked Vandy here. I think I got him at plus five, and I believe plus 195 or plus 200 on the money line. That's the- yeah, I, I think, too, Eric, and, and I don't know if you agree with me here, or Eugenio, but like I think Stackhouse has done a really, really nice job with this Vandy team. I mean, it's his first coaching yeah. job. Yeah, they've been dealing with injuries like tough Eric spot. And it's kind of been a quiet year, and they've done nothing but do the best they've done in you know since uh, what's his face left a while back. Uh, but I look for Stackhouse to be getting a job a little step above Vandy after this well, season. To give you an idea, the the ATS numbers with a team like this, Eric, are always kind of a good um, yeah. a good like view. And they're nineteen and twelve against the spread yeah. this year, right? They're overachieving based on what Vegas and everyone else thinks they should be doing. So that's always a positive when you're able to cover numbers and when you're able to stay close and stay feisty in a, in a division, in a conference where like, look at the teams that were the top four lines that all have these double buys, Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Kentucky. They all had really good years. Like that's a good, like, no, I don't know the big 12, maybe with the other, when you talk about like comparing top four in each conference, that's a really good, conference that uh that vanderbilt and we've said it every week bama when they're dogs we take them when they're favorites we fade them so when they're laying numbers yeah. like this yeah. it's you, pretty don't simple wanna, you don't want to play them and then yeah. and then would it shock me at all to see bama not cover this game win by one or two and then turn around tomorrow and play a really competitive game against kentucky no because that's exactly the kind of team that alabama is right that's that's who they are so uh let's get to the final conference tournament the pac-12 we head out west here and we will begin with i'm fighting on guys i've got the trojan hat i've got the trojan long sleeve shirt i've even got my dad's bacola construction usc sweatshirt that he made in the usc colors we're fighting on and uh we're gonna get excited for the trojans it looks like the pac-12 right now has three teams that are locked in to the NCAA tournament with Arizona as a one seed. Eric, man, this team is good. This Arizona team, they're kind of quietly, like, I don't know if they're as good, if their floor is maybe as high as, as, you know, the Kentuckys or Gonzagas and some of the other teams that have really high ceilings, but I don't think anyone really thought they were going to be this good of a team. Offensively, they're excellent. Their coaching staff's done a great job this year. And, you know, they win the Pac-12. They're going to be a, a one seed. They're dealing with the Stanford team here. Arizona was a 15-point favorite when this game opened up last night over under 144 and a half. You know, another just to stay away from it. I mean, it's yeah. a lot of points. Um, I know everyone likes this Arizona team, but sometimes, again, get on an island with some of my thoughts. I'm kind of on an island here. My I don't even know the term. My dream scenario is Arizona plays Boise State in the second round of March Madness because I'm going to be hammering Boise State. That so I'm not high on this Zona team. This is pure pass for me. Beho, uh, Arizona is uh, the number one seed in the Pac-12 tournament, and right now pretty solidly. I think they'd probably have to lose to stand for this game. If they won this game – and even if they lost probably. to Colorado or Oregon, they probably still be a one seed. Um, they're, you know, I guess 
depending on what happens, other teams can can go. But they're pretty solidly in that one line. What do you think about this Arizona team? And do you have any plays in this game? So I, I've been really high on Arizona. Um, but I got to tell you, their last few games, I feel like they've kind of plateaued, man. Like they're starting to really worry me. And I thought I was going to be the one that gave you a really high and said, I can't wait till the bracket comes out because I may have Arizona as the first one seed that goes out. And then Eric calls it right before me. So um, good call there. Um, we're on the same page. So you're not on that island by yourself right now. But you get a tough matchup like that, and I can totally see it. I'm right there with you. I'm passing on this game. Too many points. I don't trust Stanford enough to cover, though. So I'm passing here. Oregon, Colorado, these two teams probably felt early in the year like they should be a tournament team. Both have a good amount of talent. Oregon, though, man, they killed themselves lately. Oregon is 19-13. and 13. They went 3-6 and six down the stretch in their last nine games when they had the opportunity to put themselves in the tournament. Uh, Colorado, they uh, they did go 7-1 and one over their last eight, Eric. They had a nice win uh, over Arizona in that stretch. Each of these teams won on the other team's court. Both solid teams, but not quite bubble teams. I think either one of them would would probably need to win the tournaments. Maybe they could – I don't know if they even would stack up wins against Zona and UCLA if that would be enough for either of these teams to jump over all the teams in front of them. Do you have a play in this game, Oregon-Colorado? This one was right around a pick kind of leaning the Oregon way, and the total was around 140. Richardson's out for Oregon. I mean, if Richardson was in, I'd be on Oregon here, especially with how bad Colorado is away from home. But with no Richardson, this I'm just staying away from this. The Pac-12, just so you guys understand, the Pac-12 is to me what the Big 12 is to Brian. <laughs> just so you guys understand. Like, the Can't Pac- get a feel Pac- for it. Yeah. Chaos. No idea what to do. Jabari Walker for Colorado since early January has been – Excellent. If you look, if you dive into his numbers, very efficient, shooting an incredible clip from three. I think uh, over 14 plus points. He's someone to keep an eye on. The Ducks quacking, or uh, the Buffalo is going to be roaming here, uh, Biho. Oh, man. I think uh, man, this is tough because I really think Oregon wins this game. Laying a point, you got to take it, right? Because if you yeah. win the game, you can't win by less than one. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with the ducks here again, game, game in under their belt already. Colorado's coming out. They both know they need to win. Oregon's already faced the pressure. They probably got a little, okay, we got through that first game now. Now yep. let's roll. Yeah. Um, you got your rival too. You had to play. It's like, yeah. never and, and, over. and they played a nice game against them. I mean, yeah. it was not really like, it wasn't tough. It could have gone bad for them. Mm-hmm. It didn't. So, uh, yeah, give me the ducks today. Minus one. Two more games to discuss for us today. The final two in the Pac-12 tournament. The number two seeded team in the Pac-12 bracket, the UCLA Bruins. They're going to be playing Washington State here. So UCLA, uh, Eric, they are on the four line right now. If the brackets were to uh, to start uh, and be drawn today, Washington State, they've got a small little outside chance. They're actually in two of the 132 brackets out there. So two people felt like Washington State was a tournament team right now. They do have an opportunity to stack some nice wins. They'll play UCLA. Then they could possibly play USC, could possibly play Arizona there in the final. 
um, UCLA is a funny team, Eric, because they're very much like we were saying with Alabama. Like, I don't like laying a lot of points with UCLA because they're not overwhelming, like offensively and like a powerhouse to where they're just going to, you know, um, terrify the hell out of you. But they're pretty well coached. They're a good team. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if they're like a four seed in the NCAA tournament and beat a one seed if they were to match up someone that was in their bracket. But I don't know if I would like to lay points with them or trust them to do it over and over again. Their depth, they, they're deep, but I don't know if they have enough scoring I've seen from them this year. Do you have any opinion on this particular game, UCLA, Washington State? Um, Washington State's feisty. I yeah, they really are. Here. They're better than people think. Like I said, yeah. they're actually – closer to getting into the tournament than Colorado or Oregon is. Yeah, for sure. I, I like this team a lot. Um, I'm on the flip. I really don't like this UCLA team at all. You look at who they beat. They beat their best win is Villanova at the beginning of the year, but Villanova was still kind of figuring it out. Another one of my dream scenarios is UCLA plays uh, South Dakota State first round. My my Jackrabbits just jacking threes, dude. I would love that. I'm going to be fading UCLA come the tournament time. But in this scenario, because I do have a lot of plays today, this is just a pass for me. Well, see, I I sort of agree with you. I don't mind. I don't wouldn't be shocked if they lost one of the first two, and then if they got through the first weekend, I wouldn't be shocked if they played up. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that about both USC and UCLA. Biho, did you have any opinion on uh, on UCLA Washington State here? Uh, you know, I know a lot of gamblers are probably pretty pissed at Washington State for giving up that last half night, I three that cost yeah. the cover last yeah. night. That was rough. Um, no, I, UCLA, I just don't want to lay that many points with UCLA. It's nine. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like I locked this game in for sure on Washington like State side. Everybody keeps telling me UCLA is a really good team, but when I watch them play, I just don't see it. Like, they're okay. Um one thing he brought up, South Dakota State, haven't they won like 21 in a row? Yeah. Like, the, the crazy thing absurd. is, like, if you look at them, the distance between where they are three-point shooting and the second-place team is the same distance between the second-place team and the team that's, like, in 40th. I mean, they, they're they an insanely shooting wow. three-point shooting team. I mean, I this is my team that I'm going to pick to go to the Sweet 16. This my is my own, darling. My I don't care where they are. My only worry is that they are going to be the uh, and I'm 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 only and I'm not saying this because I know be you've, been on this team. you've been on this team for a long time, so yeah. I, I you you wanted them to lose a few weeks ago, so that oh, way that Oral Roberts game I wanted to lose so so bad. that way they that would way be, be under the radar under the radar a little bit more. Yeah. My only concern with them they're going to be everybody's upset pick because they are like that. They are a good team. They're probably, they could be, and they have an NBA player. They have a guy that's going to play in the league on their roster. They could be if they're in the right, like, so they're probably an 11, six or 12, five, right? Probably 12, five. Watch them be like a, a 13 and play Providence and be laying three points. I mean, see, I would, no, no, like I would love that. That's what I'm saying is they could be favored as the 11 or 12 seed. Yeah depending in like on the five or six yeah. line. So there that's my only worry about them is that that's the one that everyone's going to be picking. Yeah. But I completely agree with you and what you see on the court from them. They're a good team, but it's funny. I, I do agree with both of what you're saying about UCLA. I would not be shocked if they lose first weekend of the NCAA tournament. But then I think that in a game where they have to play a tough team, they'll have like the experience 
They've been there. They've got a couple guys that can go out like Ju Zhang and Jaime Hawkes who can have a big game. Ju-Zang. I just don't think they can do it three or four games in a row. So like if they were to play, yeah. I don't know, um, a big 12 one seed, or if like Auburn, I would, if Auburn played UCLA in like a one, four or a one, five, I would pick UCLA in that game. I would, um, the, the, the particular matchups, but like here, I already locked in Washington mm. state. I would not be shocked if this game is really close and competitive here as we get to the final PAC 12 game and the final game, this game is fun. Like we said, tips off at 8.30 p.m. Pacific time, 11.30 p.m. Eastern time. This game could actually start after midnight if one of the Pac-12 games today goes into overtime. tomorrow for Brian and I, man. I know. It could actually start tomorrow for Biho here with my Trojans. Fight on. They're about a six-and-a-half-point favorite this year around Washington. USC, they did lose their last two games, but they, they lost to Arizona and at UCLA. They are a 6-7 seed right now, and I think it's important for USC to try to win these next two games just to make sure they're in that six line. You feel a lot better about a six, yeah. I think, than you do a seven because if you look around at the three seeds, I think USC could beat a lot of the, the teams on the three line. I think they really could, like, you, you look at a team like a Wisconsin team. We talked about Providence. If they won a couple games and they were on a three-line, they wouldn't be a team that scared the heck out of me. Like a Texas Tech team, they wouldn't absolutely terrify me if I were USC. If you're on the seven-line, though, like if you lose this game and you probably drop to a seven, then you have to worry about maybe Kentucky, Duke, you know, some of those teams if you won your first game. And those teams might be a little bit, tougher than what you want to do. So Biho, I think this is an important game for USC and, and maybe at least these next two. And for a USC fan, I really love the way the bracket fell for them in the PAC 12 tournament, yep. because this year USC lost twice to Stanford, a team that for some reason just had their number Oregon and Colorado. I actually think are, are good and have upside and like they could win this tournament. And so, you know, I look around at where USC was. They're playing a Washington team that I think they match up pretty well with. And they beat UCLA five out of the last six times. So win or lose, I feel like the Trojans are in a pretty good spot here where the thing where the draw uh, broke for them. Yeah, no, I know you know, I've been telling you for weeks, man. You just gotta believe sometimes. And it's hard. It's hard to let yourself leave. I get it yeah. as a Bengals fan. Hey, we're gonna lay uh and and this thing home for you. Eric, uh, USC won their matchup by 10 when they played earlier in the year. Washington ended up winning four of their last five games on the season. You always wonder what what the USC team feels like when you hear Andy Enfield got an extension. He's he's quietly been really, really good, man. He's done a great job recruiting. And I, as a fan of the team, you can knock some of the maybe in-game adjustments that he has and maybe tactical stuff here and there, but he's gotten the guys to come. And they've won a lot of games over the last couple of years. I think when you look at some of their national rankings and metrics, um, power six conference teams in wins over the last three years, USC was right behind Baylor and Kansas, um, like right at the top. They've, they've been really good. Even this year, you look at a lot of their metrics. Do they have wins against top five teams? No, but they have a lot of road wins. They've been pretty solid in the, the top quad, two quads. I think for me, like as a USC fan, I feel like 
Sweet 16 would be a really nice season for them. I do think they could win two games with the right matchup, but this feels, like I said, this feels like a big game for them. They don't want to lay an egg here because towards the end of the year, they had that close game. They needed that that awesome Drew Peterson shot to beat Oregon, and then they, la- they lost their next two. You don't want to lose this game and then feel really bad about where you are going into the tournament, but that's different than laying seven points. Do you have any opinion on betting this game? Um, this is a pure stay away for me. Um, I USC is a team that I'm going to be targeting come anytime they're getting points with how they play their interior defense and everything, but laying this number with how they shoot threes and how they shoot three throws, I can't do. Um, I think it was a big win for them because, um, their coach was tied to the Maryland job. That's who Maryland's number one target was for them to sign him to the extension. Now that elephant in the room is lost. So, Mm -hmm. If they get the good matchups, they, you're, you're right. They could make a run, but I'm just sitting back and waiting until I can get some points. Because defensively, USC, the, the, the template for them is pretty simple. Defensively, they're awesome. They're really good. They're really long. I think they're the third tallest team in the country. They've got a bunch of guys that are 6'8 to 6'10. They make things really difficult on you, but they're not in like they have spurts throughout the games where they'll go three or four minutes and they can't get a field goal or they can't get a really good look or they just kind of play iso ball when they when they when their defense is creating turn like turnovers which we've said is sort of weird that they don't create a lot of turnovers like but when they create a couple or when they get some easy looks then their confidence starts to build and they have some high ceiling talent on the offensive side too so i'm with you like i get nervous for them, when they're a dog, when they're a, when they're a favorite, laying anything more than like five, I get a little nervous because they just don't score all that much. But when they're an underdog, I love to play them because they can beat you. They're gonna make you as any good team, if, especially like a good team in the tournament. We kind of saw it when they played Kansas last year. If you're one of these teams who comes in and you're not used to it or you're not expecting a good defensive team, they're gonna punch you. They're gonna fight you, and they're gonna make you work. And, folks, we are going to be doing a lot of work over the next couple weeks right here on Better Than Vegas. I am excited. The games are ready to rock and roll. Beho, my friend. Kick back and enjoy the 60 games today. Eric, buddy, thank you so much. Eric, we will see you back on Saturday. Leo is going to join me and Beho tomorrow morning. So we will have about half of uh, the 60 games on the slate. As uh, everyone that's done, they're going to be knocked out. We'll talk about the the semis and the quarters in some of the uh, the brackets. We'll go through these six major conferences again and then any other plays on our, on our slates for Friday. Good luck to you, Eric, buddy. Good luck to you, Beho. Everyone out there, flip those notifications on for BTV Bets. We are going to have so much for you over the next few weeks. Shout out, Leo. I know you're watching out there. Hopefully you have a, an awesome day too. Eric, buddy, thanks so much. See you guys later. Beho, kick. It's a nice. It's nice yep. when your team's already moved along, right? You can just today. You can just fire away. Yep, <laughs> and don't have to worry about anything. No, not too much stress for you on that end. Just stressing about which which kind of beer you want to drink while you're watching the games today. <laughs> don't forget, folks. We'll have Mohawk Mania for you a little later on, six thirty p.m. Eastern time. Blackjack, 
myself, Biho, Robert Reed Jr. hangs out with us anytime he can. We'll get you all set up for that early pick five from Woodbine Mohawk. Make sure to come hang out with us at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. Flip those notifications on for BTV bets. Everything's free at BTV.